hour number two of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And each and every Sunday, we get together for three hours. We talk about the news of the week. Sometimes we talk about the events of our often bizarre lives. And we do so in an entertaining, informative, and, yes, truly unique fashion. In this hour, in fact, just a few minutes from now, I will be announcing, and I'm sure this is going to have a huge impact on the race. <laughs> as we saw, as we saw is it my first. that's already in. Right, as we saw the, <laughs> saw the impact of my first endorsement in the GOP nominating race, Scott Walker. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping that they will have just as much impact with my second endorsement. Um, for those who may have just joined us and don't know uh, why I'm even referencing this. I have said from the beginning of this program, which is now almost a year old, uh, that Scott Walker, especially if Marco Rubio was his vice presidential candidate, would have been the best chance to beat Hillary Clinton. Folks, I know you're being sold a fairy tale that she's going to be easy to beat. Uh, That's a fairy tale that is being sold to you by people who do not care about winning. And I'm talking about uh, talk radio uh, and elements of Fox News Channel. Uh, They are they have a vested interest in 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 selling you something that is not true. Uh, so um, you know this this notion that Hillary is going to be easy to beat, as weak as she seems, and as horrible a candidate as she is, and I'm the first to acknowledge she's terrible. Okay, she is absolutely awful. What difference at this point does it make? <laughs> She is still going to be formidable because she will have the entire media industrial complex on her side once she's the nominee. Assuming Joe Biden doesn't get in, she's the nominee. Once you're the nominee, the past is forgotten. The past is in the past. (laughs) And all of a sudden, you get a clean slate when you're a Democrat. Uh, When you're a Republican, of course, it is a very, very different situation. The media goes after you nonstop. All right. That's the reality. That's the reality of it. So th- this is a false premise that Hillary's going to be easy to beat. In fact, Leah, I, in a weird way, and not that I'm suggesting this is done on purpose, the most brilliant thing the Hillary campaign has done is to appear incredibly weak so the Republicans think they don't have to worry about electability. True. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being dead serious. It is, it is brilliant. If the if the Hillary campaign had projected nothing but strength at this point, the Republican base would have no choice to, to go, well, gee, mm, who has the best chance to beat Hillary? Well, this is going to be tough. Instead, now everybody on our side thinks we can do whatever we want. We, look how weak Hillary looks. Yeah, right, folks. So um, anyway, so I've thought that Walker was the best choice. For the record, I don't think I ever predicted he would actually get the nomination. And I feared greatly the Trump candidacy because because I thought, uh uh-oh, this is going to make an already difficult enough task for the Republican Party to nominate someone who's not that exciting and, you know, doesn't get your blood flowing that much, isn't well, all that well-known, isn't tremendously good-looking. I know you hate that bald spot that Scott Walker yep. had. I mean, I knew it was not going to be easy. We saw what anyway, happened. Wait. For our new affiliates, this is how much Zig wanted Trump out. At the very beginning, he devised a plan <laughs> with a member of Congress. <laughs> right. Yeah. A Democratic member of Congress. Right. To try to take Trump out. It would have worked. And of course it fell apart. Well, it hasn't. It did, for the record. At since, the time. Since you mentioned it, here's what happened with that. This was a brilliant 
idea that did not get implemented properly, which is basically the story of my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) It would have taken an act of Congress, though. (laughs) Well, here's very, very early on in Trump's candidacy. I mean, literally like the day after he made the, uh, you know, Mexican, some Mexicans coming across the border are rapists. Right. Right. And that became a huge deal. Um, I, I reached out to Democratic Congressman John Yarmouth from Louisville, Kentucky, my old TV partner there. And I said, look, uh, Trump is going to be a, a massive headache uh, on this race. And, and my thought was he was going to knock Walker out. That was my, my fear, that, mm-hmm. that he would eliminate any chance that Walker would have, uh, especially since I could see now he was getting traction and momentum. And I said, look, the one thing Trump cares really about that cannot be fixed is his relationships with the major golf governing bodies, the USGA, the RNA, the PGA, where he has golf courses that are hosting major championships. And I guarantee you the golf organizations are going to flee, you know, because they're all very politically correct. They're all linguine spine because they're all white males, right? And mm-hmm. white males mm-hmm. have now been trained immediately. If you get any criticism in the racial realm, surrender immediately. Surrender. <laughs> surrender. And there may or may not be illegal aliens working at some of those. Well, that's the other thing. Courses. I said this is a perfect issue for you, John, because <laughs> you can stand up against Trump. You're a golfer. And, you know, every golf course in America has a relationship with illegal immigrants. So this is going to be an issue they're going to be very sensitive to. Anyway, the long story short, the plan was to have members of Congress call on the governing bodies to sever their ties with Trump. Now, right. if, it, if it had been done immediately, I really believe it would have worked. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as you said, and as my wife said, because we didn't get it done immediately, and in fact, it still hasn't been done, although I talked to John today, he says it's still in the works, believe it or not. No. I, it's not going to do anything, but it's still there's still going to be a letter sent to these golf organizations. It'll probably get publicity, but it'll have no impact because by the time Trump realized, oh, my God, I might win, <laughs> nothing else mattered. So <laughs> so it was too – once the guy – I mean, you know, whether he ever really thought he was going to win or not, I don't know. But the reality is – you do or you don't. I don't think he ever thought he was going to win. Right. So so this thing went way bigger than he ever anticipated. And so or anybody really anticipated. And so by that point, it was too late. But that was my that was how, to the, your point. I've just wasted three minutes, you know, telling an interesting story, I guess. Uh, but it explains the urgency that mm-hmm. I felt about the Trump candidacy uh, and specifically how I knew it was going to be death to, to Scott Walker. And even I, by the way, Leah, did not realize just how deadly. How quickly. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. It's kind of like my book, The Death of Free Speech. I had no idea how prescient I was. I, I, I never imagined that 10 years after I wrote that book, we would basically have no free speech rights in this country. Um, so, so here's the deal. So Walker is gone. Now this leaves a problem. And the problem, of course, is that I need a new candidate. Sounds like you need a new candidate. Right. Um, once again, I, I urge people to check out the column I wrote about the Walker-Trump situation for Mediate at johnziegler.com. That's J-O-H-N-Z-I-E-G-L-E-R, johnziegler.com. I, it, I, I think it really adds a lot of understanding to a story that, shockingly, the media has not represented properly. Now, my instincts would be, you know, going by in the rational world, Leah, mm-hmm. my instincts would be to go with Marco Rubio. 
because Marco Rubio was my second choice. Marco Rubio has a path, and he's legitimate, and he's young, and he's got a lot of things going for him. Uh, Hillary is clearly afraid of him. He does very well against Hillary in head-to-head matchups. He's Mm -hmm. from Florida, which is a must-win state. All those things are very rational. Mm -hmm. I'm not going in that direction. So when we come back, I will explain where I'm going and find out where Leah's headed with her endorsement on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And uh, my first choice for the Republican nominee for president, Scott Walker, suddenly dropped out on Monday. That means that I need to pick a new candidate. And um, as I mentioned in the last segment, Leah, rationality would lead me to Marco Rubio because he's my second choice. And there's still some, you know, very... I think succinct and legitimate and sound reasons why Rubio could win the nomination and why he could beat Hillary Clinton. And in fact, he does very well against her head to head in the polling, but I'm not going to go in that direction. And and the reason I'm not going to go in that direction is because I'm a quick learner. See, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, a lot, but I try not to make the same mistake twice or at least not three times, twice, maybe (laughs) Three times, no. Okay. All right, so, hey, that's like me too. Right. It always takes me twice. Right. So I'm trying. I'm trying to. So I'm trying to usurp the second mistake. See, I, I'm trying. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw away the Scott Walker matrix because that was too long. Right. That was too logical. Yeah, it does uh, not gonna work anymore. It, no, logic, facts, truth. Mm-mm. No, no, they're irrelevant in this day and age. So, so while Rubio, you know, appeals to to my, the intellectual side of me, I have learned very quickly that at least in this election cycle, uh-uh, don't even bother. So I've decided to turn into the curve. I am going to embrace what I have fought. No. Yes. Are you not entertained? I am going to endorse Donald Trump <laughs> for president of the United States. <laughs> I have decided that, you know what? Talk radio has never lied to me before. You know, they, they, they've always been right, especially when it comes to determining electability. I mean, remember what happened, of course, in 2012 when they they told us that Romney was going to beat Obama? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? The reality is I need to embrace this mania that is Donald Trump. I need to trust talk radio because talk radio is a cause. It's not a business. Fox News Channel is a cause. It's, It's not a business, right? I mean, what they have told me is that Donald Trump is magic. He's just like Obama in 2008. It's not about talk radio. It's not. It's about Donald Trump. He's the one that's gotten out there and said everything. It's not about talk radio at all. He's magic. And I want some of the magic. I want to leave rationality at the door. I want to be free from intellect. Give me some Trump. I want 
the magic. Everything is awesome. I want to feel the magic because he is magic. Because after all, only Donald Trump can get this done. Only Donald Trump can magically find a way to take the 206 electoral college votes that Mitt Romney won in 2012 and turn them into 270 without any discernible plan to do so. Because he's Donald Trump. He is Donald Trump. I want only to feel. I don't want to have to think about this anymore. So I want to ride the wave. I want it all. I want to win. I want a dictator in the White House who, and the best part, Leah, have you heard? On day one, on day one, all the illegal immigrants are going to be removed from their homes with stormtroopers, and they're going to be forced to be deported. And guess what's the best part of this? Because it's Donald Trump that's going to do it. Oh, I'm so excited even thinking about this. Because it's Donald Trump that's going to do it. Not one of those stormtroopers is going to object. Not one media outlet is going to stroke, you know, show crying Mexicans as they're being forced out of the country. There's going to be no blowback. And because Trump has balls down to his knees, he's going to continue on. Even when his approval rating goes down to 22 percent, it's going to be awesome. Everything is awesome. I, I, I feel so liberated. I feel liberated embracing. The mania that is Donald Trump. Now, I'm a little concerned that I might have jumped on the bandwagon a little late because it seems like the air is starting to go out of the balloon. But because it's Donald Trump, fear not. See, fear not because, again, he's magic. He's magic. And he's just like Obama in 2008, except he's not black and he's never held office and the media isn't going to love him and celebrities aren't going to be allowed to endorse him. But other than that, other than that, he is going to be the man. And we know this because he told us so. And because contrary to what Leah Brandon just said, talk radio has also told us Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, a little bit going back. Not Glenn Beck, but Glenn uh-uh. doesn't, doesn't Glenn doesn't matter anymore because he isolated himself onto his own little network there. Uh, Matt Drudge, uh, Ann Coulter, Sarah Palin, they could never be wrong because these are people who care very deeply about, well, about themselves mostly. But 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 they surely must care about beating Hillary because if Hillary was Elect. Wait a minute. Hold on. If Hillary was elected, wouldn't that make their lives easier? Wouldn't. 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 Wait a minute. Leah, can you help me here? Wouldn't. Wouldn't those talk radio people. Wouldn't their lives be easier if Hillary was elected? I, I don't not, know. I mean, not, you know, we had George Bush, and ratings were never a, 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 uh, as high as they were then. Yeah, so I mean, no zig. Because we had Osama bin Laden then. We don't have a. Well, book, uh, no guess what? Man. Guess what's coming down the pike, uh, ISIS. Okay. Um, so I, I, I now feel so much better. I've endorsed Donald Trump, and we expect, yeah. we expect him to drop out next week. We'll be back on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Appropriate that we're playing Holding Out for a Hero because in this particular hour, I have changed my presidential endorsement. After my, sort of. Well, hold on a second, Leah. You can't sarcastically support somebody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Hold on. You, I, you, know, you know me as well as anybody, but I think you're misinterpreting what I'm doing here. So just for the record... Because my guy, Scott Walker, dropped out of the race on Monday. I have turned into the curve and now endorsed the guy who I perceive as his nemesis and the cancer on this entire process, Donald Trump. Boy, that escalated quickly. Um, The reality is that was not done in sarcasm. It was completely in sarcasm. No, 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 no. You basically called everyone that is supporting Trump an idiot. Well, um, that that's your own interpretation. I mean, the, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's more than just mine. No, no, no. But, but he, he, I think I don't know that you realize where I'm going with this. No, I have uh, no idea. <laughs> I mean, well, seriously. It's not because, the first time. <laughs> because you, you're endorsing him while slamming him and everybody no, else. No, 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 no. I am embracing the magic. I am embracing the magic. I, no. I have been. I have learned from people I, you can never mistrust. Talk radio hosts, foremost among them, that Trump is magic. Are you not entertained? The reality is, we need to stop thinking, trust the magic, and embrace this. And guess what? Look. See, stop thinking. Basically, you're idiots. What? No. Idiots. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because. Leah, I have changed my goal. What's see, your goal? See, no, is to get Hillary as president? No, no. I want to burn the whole damn thing down now. I, I, I want to burn the whole damn thing down. And have Hillary as president. Yeah, I, I want. I, if that's what ends up happening, I want these people who have been pushing this baloney, I want them exposed for once and for all. So that they can no longer bitch and moan in the future. Because I've acknowledged we've messed this up. This process is effed. It's, it's, it is completely effed. Uh, and, you know, Jeb Bush did not heed Scott Walker's call to get out. The only way this gets salvaged is if Jeb Bush drops out. All right? And he ain't going to do it. Because he's, he's got, got all that money. He's got too much damn money. All right? So he is, he is clogging up. The, the works for the only guy who's got a shot now, which is Marco Rubio. And, you know, it's interesting that Trump is going after Marco Rubio this week. You know, because now I'm on team, on team Trump, I feel like I can give him some advice. See, <laughs> see Donald, I know your magic, and I, I dare not question your motives or your tactics, but if you want to win the nomination, you should be going after Carly Fiorina right now. Because Carly Fiorina won is easy to take out, and two, she's the one taking some of your vote. Why are you going after Marco Rubio? Now, the cynic 
the cynic because I'm not a cynic anymore because I'm embracing I'm embracing all this now, Lee. I want to make that clear. But the the former cynic in me would have said, well, gee, isn't it interesting that the four people that Trump has gone after most harshly, Rand Paul, could have taken out Hillary. Yeah, Rand Paul, Jeb Bush, Scott Walker, and Marco Rubio were the four people who she considered to be most dangerous to her. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that assessment, but that's true. Hillary thought that that uh, Rand Paul, Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, and Scott Walker were most dangerous to her. Isn't it interesting that Trump has chosen to attack those four? And I applaud him on Jeb Bush. Good. It's the only good thing Trump has done so far. Other I than no, I don't think he's attacking him enough. Well, he's really easing off, and that could be on purpose. Right. Well, no, 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 no. Leah, come on. If that was on purpose, Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity and Mark Levin and Ann Coulter and Sarah Palin and Drudge would have told us that because they would know. Because they are in the know and they care about the future of the country and they care about making sure that Hillary doesn't get elected. I trust that now. I mean, I was cynical before, but that now I've left my brain at, you know, in, in the rearview mirror. I, I've left that behind now. I'm now embracing the feeling because, you know, that's what, I've, that's what I want. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the process. I'm embracing this. And so I'm on the Trump bandwagon. I hope it's not running out of steam. I want him to win that nomination so bad because it's going to be so great when he's elected and when he is king and he doesn't have to worry about Congress and he doesn't have to worry about the media. And just like in his in you know his offices at the Trump Tower, people actually do exactly what he says simply because he says to do it. It's going to be exactly like that, right? When he's president, it's going to be so – it's just going to be great. And if it Well, I know you're just being completely sarcastic. No, 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 no. I'm uh, not. I'm just going to say. Leah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Yes, you no, are. No, I am rooting for Trump now. No, you're I, not. I am absolutely. Oh, you want to bet? No, you're not. Oh, you want to bet? I am rooting for you're Trump. You're rooting for him for all the wrong reasons. No, 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 no. I yeah, am, you are. I am. I am got my pom-poms out now for Donald oh. Trump. I want Trump to win so bad I can taste it. I I want it so bad. I want to see Hillary Trump. Uh, yeah, look, if we get Biden Trump, that's even better because that'll be entertaining as hell. Um, you know, look, the reality is I, I'm not going to change my intellectual analysis that there's basically – no chance at all that Donald Trump will beat Hillary Clinton. So you're telling me there's a chance. But that doesn't matter because I, I need to leave the intellectual, logical side out of the equation because that has no bearing in this process. It's emotion. It's feeling. And I want a piece of the fairy tale. I want a piece of my damn fairy tale. And so I'm in. I'm all in. I... I I'm seriously, I, I am rooting for Trump. And and, I, and, I'm, and, and and I know I keep saying I'm serious. When I look at the polls now and I see him being deflated a little bit, I don't like it. I, I'm, I don't want well, that. He was on 60 Minutes tonight and it was apparently incredible. So they'll be back up tomorrow. Now, it's interesting. Why do you say it was incredible on 60 Minutes? Because I only saw one very short review from someone on my Facebook page who said it was a, a train wreck. But that could be through the, the eye of that's the beholder. An anti, that's an anti-Trump person. So what? give me a headline from the Trump 60 well, Minutes interview. 
Be, no, 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 because I saw it on social media, too. Oh, so you saw it from a pro-Trump person, so that must be true then. No, 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 it was several. Oh, I see. So several pro-Trump people loved him on 60 Minutes, so it must I be didn't true. Say, I didn't say many, I said several. Oh, okay. Everything is awesome. I, this is going to be great. So this is this is a new era in the John and Leah show. <laughs> Leah, you don't have a candidate yet, do you? I don't. All right. Well, I do. I'm on Team Trump. I tell you, I, and- I tell you what. I really like Ted Cruz, but yeah. seriously, he needs someone to to train him. Well, because if he could all of a sudden not look so creepy and talk to the camera like a valedictorian, he and speed it up, buddy. I think he would he he would stand a chance, even though the media hates him. He's pretty smart, uh, and I think he could handle it. Oh, but. Cruz could end up uh, winning the nomination if Trump deflates. Uh, okay, I, I fully, he needs but he can't coaching. be he can't beat Hillary. Um, but all right, so I'm on Team Trump. Hillary, uh, Hillary, uh, <laughs> Leah is still undecided. We will talk yeah. about Hillary as coming up. But when we come back. I want to talk about what Donald Trump ought to be saying about Carly Fiorina, because I spoke to Fiorina's 2010 GOP uh, opponent in the primary for the U.S. Senate race in California, and boy, did I get to learn a lot. So I'll share some of that with you when we return on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And uh, we're going to finish up our extended look at the race to the White House 2016 for this week's edition of the program uh, with a, a quick look. I'm sure we'll talk about this again in the future at Carly Fiorina. Now, again, the cynical part of me is questioning why my new candidate in the race, Donald Trump, who I just endorsed earlier in this hour, much to the surprise, I'm sure, of dozens, um, would, uh, you know, Trump ought to be attacking Fiorina, Leah, because it's Fiorina who has been, I think, the reason for his softening of his poll numbers over the last couple of weeks since the last debate. First of all, she did well in the last debate. Second of all, they have similar personas and profiles, outsiders, no political office, business mm-hmm. background. So yeah. it's clear that some, it's not clear how much, but some of Trump's vote is going to Fiorina. And in my view, Fiorina is a fraud. Now, I believe that before I had a conversation at great length with Chuck DeVore, who was one of her primary GOP opponents in the 2010 primary for the U.S. Senate race in California, a race which Fiorina would win the primary and that get clobbered in the general election. And now, unfortunately, Chuck DeVore, who's a very good guy, former, not a, well, I guess he's a friend of our former KFI show. I don't know if you, do you remember Chuck at all? We used to have The name him. is so familiar, but. Okay, we had him on several times when we were on KFI in Los Angeles. And he's a true blue conservative, Tea Party guy, super nice guy. He can't do interviews about this because of his current job. I'll just leave okay. it at that, all right? But all I, right. But, but he spoke to me for about 45 minutes and sent me a ton of stuff. 
And everything I feared about Fiorina is not only true, it's the tip of the iceberg. Here are some of the highlights. Let's go back to that 2010 Senate race, because you and I discussed this, and you, you and I had a vehement disagreement over the significance of it. Here's what happened. All right, so it was a three-person race. It was Chuck DeVore, another white male congressman, uh, Congressman Campbell, and Fiorina going for the Republican nominating process. First of all, Fiorina played the white male card and the gender card on several occasions during the primary, which conservatives should be offended by, but all right, fine. She said that she was going to self-fund her campaign, which Californians basically have to do on the Republican side because you can't get enough money to compete in a state this large, right? <laughs> so so she put $5 million of her own money into the primary, which was a huge part of the reason why she ended up winning the primary. And the National Senate Committee thought, wow, this is our candidate because she'll throw in a whole bunch of more money against Barbara Boxer. So she puts in another million dollars in the general election against Boxer. Guess what she does? Before the election, she loans back that money to herself. So for, for all intents and purposes, once she realized she wasn't going to win, she she got the money back out of her campaign, effectively giving zero dollars of her own money to go up against Barbara Boxer. And here's what you we also didn't remember at the time, Leah. At one point, Fiorina was ahead of Boxer in the polls with about a month or two left to go. And all Boxer had to do was run a bunch of commercials with the 30,000 jobs lost from Hewlett-Packard and calling her all out for herself, all out against jobs, and that was it. She ends up losing by 10 points. She gets clobbered, and she made she took numerous very liberal positions during that general election, including she endorsed the Supreme Court nomination of Sotomayor, who's the most liberal person on the Supreme Court. She also. Okay, well, uh, all of the stuff that you've said up until now really doesn't bother me, except for that one. All right, so she. So, but it gets worse. So in 2013. After she loses and she doesn't think she's ever got a political future, she endorsed a single-payer health care proposal. So this was in 2013. She she also is flat-out lying, and Chris Wallace tried to nail her down, but, but Chuck and I agreed after he sent me all the information that Wallace on Fox News Channel didn't have enough information. He tried to nail her down on a relationship that Hewlett-Packard had with the Iranian regime while she was the CEO at Hewlett-Packard, and she flat-out lied, saying she had no knowledge of it. Chuck sent me the timeline. He sent me the background. There is, She's either an imbecile or she's lying. There's absolutely no way she didn't know about it. So this is a woman who is a fraud. She is a, she is a chameleon. She will say whatever it takes at that moment, do whatever it takes at that moment for her and herself alone. She's playing the female card way too much. She loved the fact that Donald Trump criticized her face. And she's... Well, and, Go ahead. I mean, look, in her defense, that was the stupidest thing for him to ever say. I agree. I mean, he gave it to her on a platter, which she's not supposed to respond to no, it. I, there's a, there's responding, and then there's wallowing in it, all right? I, I can't tell you how many 
fundraising emails I got from her uh, with the word face in the headline. Just not well, another I mean, face look, in the crowd. What, how else are you supposed to overcome Trump? Uh, At least she did that. Walker okay. just didn't do anything. Uh, I'm not comparing her to Walker. I'm saying well, I'm saying that to you that Carly Fiorina is not going to be the Republican nominee and that she is easily destroyed. I'm just giving you the tip of the iceberg. Chuck, <laughs> who again is a true blue conservative, by the way, remind you that Fiorina, who's now trying to play the outsider card, she was the establishment candidate in the 2010 Senate race in the Republican side. So she she is a chameleon. She's not real. She is a fraud. She's a fake, a phony, and she will be revealed. But it's interesting to me that Trump isn't doing that, which I think goes to the conspiracy theory that he's actually a friend of Hillary because he's going after Rubio Mark, instead, Mark Rubio, yeah. which doesn't make a lot of sense from a strategic standpoint. If you're Trump and you really want to win a nomination, and I'm on Team Trump now, we should be going after Fiorina not after Rubio. Okay. Now, uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, who you may have heard of, is still the front runner on the Democratic side, despite what you might have heard. She was on Meet the Press this morning. Chuck Todd, some people thought he went after her pretty good. Other people thought it was a faux tough interview, which is you know normally the case for a Democratic uh, superstar like Hillary Clinton. Uh, tell he may us- as well have been holding her hand and blowing in her ear while he asked her the questions. Okay, so I guess we're, we know where Leah Brandon's coming from on those on that Rorschach <laughs> test. Uh, so, why, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened with Hillary on, on Meet the Press this morning? Okay, well, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Hillary went on uh, NBC's Meet the Press with Chuck Todd. It was basically to discuss the whole email thing. And incidentally, she claimed to be a victim because he kind of set her up for it. Can you respond to an alternative explanation that has uh, sort of Another conspiracy well, theory? Well, <laughs> let me, let me that, that perhaps the reason you wanted to have a private server and not a government server is that Republicans have been coming after you for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have, may have been running for president in the future, and you wanted to make it a little more difficult for congressional investigators to subpoena your government email. Is that That's, a that, fair theory or no? It's totally uh, ridiculous. Um, that never crossed my mind. Now, I have, as you're rightly pointing out, uh, been uh, involved from the receiving side in a lot of these uh, accusations. In fact, as you might remember, during the 90s, there were a bunch of them. And, you know, all of them turned out to be not true. That uh, was the outcome. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly, the State Department on Friday releasing more emails that they discovered about Benghazi. Now, they did this on Friday while John Boehner was resigning and the Pope was getting wall-to-wall coverage. So there you go. Boy, you are turning into a conspiracy theorist, Leah Brandon. Um, (laughs) That's not really uh, my forte, although some people mistakenly think that it is because uh, I'm a nonconformist but, and think for myself, but I digress. Uh, here, here's the deal. Um, as I've said many times, unless there's an indictment or there's an email dissing Beyonce and or Taylor Swift, this isn't going to matter. Now, right. uh, is it possible there's an indictment? Eh, 
you know. Nah. So you're telling me there's a chance? Not really. Yeah. Um, not not really because it's the Obama administration that's in charge. Unless Obama or somebody very high up decides that they want to slit Hillary's throat, that's not going to happen. We will, we will know that uh, whether Joe Biden gets in the race. If Joe Biden gets in the race, then I guess anything's possible. But we don't know until that decision is officially made. Well, As, his poll numbers are too far behind. If his poll numbers were in front of Hillary's, then by all means they'd be slitting her throat. You're probably right. Um, and, and, you know, look, she's going to win the nomination if Biden doesn't get in. As far as Chuck Todd, I guess I'm grading on a super curve, okay? Because I'm used to, having done the movie Media Malpractice, how Obama got elected, I'm used to people like Chuck Todd not even remotely asking the question. The fact that he was holding her hand while he did it and kind of apologizing for asking the question, I guess, you know, in this day and age, okay. I, I say, all right, that's, that's not bad. All right, hold on. Let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. Just imagine he's talking to a Republican who is involved in a huge email scandal. Here we go. You believe you have explained this and that there aren't any contradictions here. So is the issue not truthfulness, but the issue of how you've handled it? Well, again, I'm, I'm grading on a huge curve. At least he brought it up. I mean, it's not no, as bad you as it You believe. Could have been. So is the issue not truthfulness, but the way you've handled it? Yeah, I, look, I get what you're saying, Leah, but I've become so jaded by the news media when it comes to Democratic presidential candidates. I'll take it. All right, when we come back, um, it's possible you may have heard that the Pope was in this country. You may have missed it. But if you did, we'll talk about it when we return on the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.